The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. I'm always trying to type faster than that commercial, and I always fail. So I'm trying to tweet this live in the moment, and then stare at it my with my ever shittier eyes. Oh yeah, tell me. Am I supposed oh. to tweet that I'm doing this right now? I just tweeted it. If I'll you, do it. You I'll can retweet it. it, and that way it'll be but retweeted. My eyes are fine until I, I stare at my fucking computer too much. No, they they get screwed up, and then you try to look at the TV, and you can't yeah. see what's going on. It's guaranteed. It's age, but it's also I don't think. Screens are good for you. No, because have you ever like taken a picture with your cell phone of a screen, and then you see those lines that you can't mm-hmm. see, like whatever the fuck those are? <laughs> well, that's it's actually just your phone's the aperture on the camera is not able to catch up with the flickering images. Is that what it is? That's yeah, not that's fucking with your look, eyes. So then, if I'm looking through this screen so. at that, that doesn't fuck with my eyes. I think it's the actual strain of staring at something that's lit up so close to your face that's really fucking with you more than anything. Isn't that correct? Is that it's, the correct aperture? Is that the correct terminology? You're squinting. You're, you're reading. You're, you're squinting your eyes. You don't even realize. It. Yeah, but that's like, not what we're talking about. We're talking about the flashing thing. The flashing thing. Like it's just your camera can't catch shutter speed. Is that what it is? Um, like if you watch, uh, cars, if you see videos of cars that have LCD lenses, there's something that happens when you film them. It looks like they're flashing. It's a different refresh rate usually. Yeah. It's weird. I, I don't like any of that shit, which is why my new special, I actually did it in black and white. Cause I don't like HD TV. I think it's, I don't like seeing somebody's pores <laughs> as they're talking to me. Like HD at this point was great. And then it got to a point where it was too, it was too cl- real. It's clearer than real life. Like I went to a game at uh, Dallas Cowboys football stadium, and they got this giant fucking TV, classic Texas, right? We got the biggest fucking TV, you know? Right. That means we're the best. And it was so clear, it looked realer than what was going on in the field. And you, I had to like pull my the visor down on my 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 head because I kept wanting to look at that. Tony Romo was like right in front of me. The, the promoter hooked me up with these great seats. He's fucking right there. And I'm looking up <laughs> further away than he is from me looking up at this giant fucking TV. It's also an instinct to look at screens. I see that a lot at the UFC. People are there. Babies do it. Yeah, Everybody does it's, it. It's an instinct to stare because it's so captivating. You know, And we're used to staring at screens. So like, if you're at a sporting event and there's a screen there... You just autom- automatically start gravitating towards that screen for some. I look reason. at the screens here. I usually always just look right here instead of looking right there. Well, you yeah. should. You're actually running shit. <laughs> yeah, You're supposed to do that. Make sure that nothing's exploding. Well, I don't, uh, There's no demons behind us that we don't know about. Yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, technology, electronics. I like some, but it just I feel like all the benefits of it are are taken away, and then some with the crashing with the refreshing, with the what the fuck just happened, with the, oh, now this is outdated and I have to buy a new one and then I throw this one into the fucking ocean. I go back and forth. I love it in a lot of ways because I'm I'm just fascinated by innovation. I'm fascinated by these new things that these new people keep inventing. But there's also part of me that realizes that at a certain point in time, it's not benefiting us anymore. It's not like making our lives easier. It's just making things more connected to electronics it's making you more into like whatever world the electronics create yeah somewhere in the 90s we pretty much could have plateaued (laughs) and we were fine and even people say well what about medical stuff and like helping people out and everything helping them live long and cure disease and everything that basically kills the rest of us to keep that other person alive and then they're still alive taking a shit that ends up in a river it just keeps polluting more and more we're just like we're just we're all over the fucking place and it really needs to shrink down 
Like the technology, I don't think would be a problem if there weren't so everybody has a fucking laptop or so many people have laptops and shirts and all this shit that we just keep buying and then throwing out. Like, you know, that pole put litter in its place. You ever think about that? It's like when they pick it up, where do you think it goes? Do you think it leaves Earth? It just goes somewhere else. We don't have to look at it. And it's just fucking sitting there. What's going to happen is they're going to figure out a way to take everything that we make and turn it into a, either a product or turn it into fuel. Like whenever we make something and we have to throw it out, it'll just become fuel for something else. Do you know how many people would have to agree just to even get that ball even slightly moving? They would just somehow Jesus would be brought up and somehow <laughs> uh, uh, just something them versus us, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, and nothing would get done and they would just sit there screaming at each other. Maybe. Or maybe they could figure out a way to actually f use whatever the fuck pollution is, like whatever carbon goes into the atmosphere, pull that out and convert that into energy. It I seems guarantee like you there's probably some fucking nerds that already know how to do something along those lines. <laughs> maybe not to that level, but at least take the shit from down the dump. You know they know how to do it. There's just no money in it. And it's just like they you probably know, get checks to not yeah, do it. Right? Th yeah, things the are oil done. Oil companies show up with hookers and fucking just a fucking big freight train full yeah. of money. Come on, boys, it's a party. Yeah, what don't do, do that. Then we got to get all new machines. That's hey. going to cost us a bunch of money. Just do it the way we do it until we die, and then you guys can do it how you want to do it. And by then, someone else is bought into the deal. So I am completely pessimistic when it comes to that shit. People think that that's all bullshit, that like those kind of conspiracies don't exist. Come on, you guys are just nuts. This is stupid. Nobody would do that. If they could get rid of the pollution, they would. But if getting rid of the pollution costs somebody money, I guarantee you there'd be somebody that tried to cock block it. Yeah. There would be if there was a guy like the the classic William Randolph Hearst story. I don't know if you know this, but the reason why marijuana became illegal wasn't because there was a problem with people smoking marijuana. It was because William Randolph Hearst owned paper mills and he also owned newspapers, and so he was going to have to convert his paper mills over to hemp paper because it's way easier to grow. You refill an entire forest in like a year, like you chop he had them that down. Kind of they power? Oh yeah, I mean he owned a lot of newspapers. I, mean, I know he was the reason why Rosebud was you know that whole that yeah, whole he's got uh, the giant Citizen Kane movie up the coast. Yeah, he's fuck. He was fucking crazy, but he had so much money and so much power that he could just print fake stories. So he wrote these stories about blacks and Mexicans. I'm sure he didn't write them, but he commissioned them. Blacks and Mexicans smoking this new drug called marijuana and having sex with all these white women. Like, that wasn't even what they called marijuana. If he actually did that, I wonder how many people died because of that story. Oh, God, a lot, I'm sure. A lot. People in jail. I mean, just think about that. That was in the 1930s, and it's still stuck. It was all about hemp. It wasn't even about marijuana. They weren't even worried about the drug. The drug was commonly used amongst jazz singers and all these other people would smoke pot. It was a normal thing. The real issue was the hemp, like the commodity, the non-psychoactive hemp. They were worried about it taking over and having to spend millions of dollars to convert all of his paper plants to hemp paper. Yeah, you just want to smoke weed. <laughs> That's the conspiracy <laughs> against the conspiracy. No, I'm fucking with you. People, but you're right. People, people who don't do. people who don't believe in conspiracy is funny to me. It's like, dude, you conspire. You go to a bar. You see two hot chicks. You come up with a game plan. Yeah. That's a conspiracy. You're conspiring to get over there and try and fuck them. To, to, to sit there and like like all advertising. You, you're, it's a conspiracy. What the fuck I'm doing here now? Selling my 
special. You don't. We conspired. You, yeah, you think I just showed up here? Yeah, we conspired. We. I was like, no. Joe Rogan's other. got a zillion fucking followers. He's a fan of my shit. I know it's going to come off good. This will get me more, like, I, yeah, I want, I want this to keep going. <laughs> I'm just not cons- randomly doing this shit. You're conspiring. Yeah, but just because I'm not whacking a president in the middle of it doesn't mean it's not a conspiracy. Well, the shit like the Enron disaster that went down, that was a conspiracy. There's a bunch of conspiracies that you could see in clear form that actually did happen. Well, the best thing they did is they, they made conspiracies synonymous with moronic thought and everybody yeah. says, oh, you're putting your tin ad on. It's like this whole country came about through a conspiracy. The revolution was not a spontaneous act. People sat there and was like, okay, we're going to rebel against these fuckers. Well, they're going to hang us as traitors if we don't pull this off. They came up with a, a game plan, if you want to call it that. But if if they lost, they would they would have been talking about this treasonous conspiracy by yeah. all these guys that are now on our money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, but now, but then, and if you say you're into any sort of conspiracy, that automatically means you think 9-11 was an inside job and that the moon was made out of cheese. Well, 9-11 is the best one because this is the one that I always use. It's my favorite one when people don't believe in conspiracies. I say, do you believe that 9-11 happened? And they say, yes. Well, then you believe in conspiracies. Because people conspired to fucking hijack planes and fly them into buildings. That right, doesn't right, right. just. But, but my whole thing with that, you know, that Americans were involved, and then that. I mean, give me a fucking break, okay? This so that, not right, a... right out, of, right out of the gate, you got to be like, okay, so who wants to fly it in and die? <laughs> ah, think I'd like to do that? I mean, you got to have an absolute fucking nut job to Americans. do something like that. So do you got to have them? I mean, I don't think we've ever even, we've never had kamikazes. You've never been able to get Americans to no. be like, listen, I'll go over there and try and fuck some people up. But if you think I'm going to fly some shit into something. Or walk into a cafe strapped up with a bomb. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, we're not no doing Americans that. Doing no, that. no, no, no. We've yeah. had guys jump on grenades to save other people. But yes. to run into a pizza hut. Yeah, know, that's a, not our a, style. Yeah, that's not, that's not our style. We're not into suicide bombing. Yeah, we're into doing it from 60,000 feet and <laughs> with, calling it freedom. With an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing about the uh, original suicide bombers, the, uh, the kamikazes, is they were all methed out. I didn't realize that until a few years ago. I didn't even know that meth was like an important part of their diet back then. I never but, saw that in the Ken Burns documentary. Where are you getting that, that information? It's apparently just a historical fact. And even there was a recent report on Hitler. Hitler himself was on a, a litany of medication, and one of them was meth. They were giving him meth. They would give meth to people back then. Yeah, but then. I don't fault him for that, dude. The amount of energy that that guy put out during his speeches. He needed a little He meth. needed something to level off. <laughs> Well, Dude, forget about the forget about the screaming and yelling. Just sitting that still, <laughs> waiting for the right moment, building them into that that frenzy. Do you ever watch that Michael Jackson documentary right before he died? Yeah, where he just freeze mm-hmm. after he did a dance move. Yeah, let it simmer, let it simmer. That's Hitler shit. <laughs> just sitting in that fucking chair, just getting him crazy, just wanting to <laughs> hear or see the next thing. What's he gonna do? It's timing. It's fucking timing. Some I've never had the balls to do that on stage. <laughs> the Michael Jackson Hitler Simmer no, moment. You would have to. Dude, have we got to do reason. that tonight at the comedy <laughs> store. All right. We got, okay. We got to have a. You got to have. Oh, dude! If we had some of the technology, I could be in your ear. Tell you had to keep a, you know, you had to keep a straight face after a punchline as you're looking down uh, at some fucked up pose, and I'm just going, "Let it simmer. Let it simmer, Bill. <laughs> let, it simmer. Let, it, let it simmer and release." So my dad was crazy. But comedy clubs are filled with drunks. 
and it's nothing. You know, the thing about a guy like Michael Jackson, he's up there doing some shit you can't do. He's spinning and moonwalking, and it's an acrobatic event. But right. you see a guy like you or a guy like me on stage, he's talking. Yeah, you know, no. you're like, I can fucking talk, you know, we, we especially all after like you get a couple teachers. of drinks. <laughs> Just kind of like, we're going to do roll call. <laughs> yeah, you have a couple of drinks. Feel like, I can fucking talk. I know how to talk. I can't moonwalk, but I can fucking talk. Yeah, exactly. So you can't hold those those pauses to them. It's like the green light. Fucking queer. It's just yeah, like oh, they, that's they right. can't help that's right. it. They can't help it. Those big juicy pauses. There's just this opening. They could they could say something funny too. Like when it happens in a movie theater, most of the time it's retarded, but every now and then someone will yell something out in a the movie theater and it's fucking hilarious. Right. And then that guy, you know, he becomes a hero for for that crowd. He just killed. There's always that one guy theater. too in, in sporting events. So like now we like to take a moment of silence for all the victims. Yeah, like the, 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 the fucking uh, outhouse fire, and everybody shuts up, and it's like just we just want you to remain quiet for thirty seconds. There's always that guy twenty seconds, and you just hear this guy go, yeah, <laughs> like let's wrap it up. I want to see what I came here to pay for. Why well, do those fucking moments of silence? Like, you know, you could do like a ten count at a boxing match if uh, you know. Lou DiBella dies or something like that, or one of those guys. What was his name? Lou. Uh, what was the, the the famous guy that had like uh, the Finn worst skin? No, no, no. There's this uh, famous. <laughs> he did funny song videos. Lou. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Wallach. I don't remember his name. Al Cinder. He was. <laughs> As he was famous all throughout the Lou Grant. 1980s. He used to <laughs> he used to train Meldrick Taylor. I don't remember. Anyway, not, the point is, he looked like the most unhealthy guy ever. Lou Duva. That's Bam! it. Luke Duva. You nailed it. Pull up a picture of Lou Duva, just so everybody knows what the fuck we're talking about. But he was, you know, like when he died, I'm sure they had a, a, a 10 count for a guy like that. A 10 count, okay. Right. But those had, fucking you know, 30 seconds of silence? Come on, man. He I had to pay for that seconds. wonderful head of hair, man. You have to see what this dude looks like. I didn't remember what he Page not like. found. That's what it looks he looked like. like. He looked like an older Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie? Nobody? There he is. Lou Duva. Uh, come on, come on! Seriously, that might be the most unhealthy looking man that's ever lived. Yeah, but that's right towards the end, man. Even Back when he was like twelve, bit. I nah, bet he looked like that. He had that Elvis hair. <laughs> he did have some good hair. Yeah, he did Fonzie <laughs> hair for his whole fucking life. I'm so jealous. <laughs> anyway, point being, those uh, moments that you do in like that kind of a performance, mm -hmm. and plus, if Michael Jackson's doing it, there's fucking thirty thousand people there, and you know he's thirty. So at least like 60 80 right? okay huge numbers yeah what was like the biggest place he's ever done is probably like hundreds of thousands do you know right? you know probably. the the original family that owned the new england patriots they went bankrupt on the michael jackson victory tour when he went out with uh with all of his brothers oh. uh the son put the thing together and i don't know if this is true so i gotta preface this but a promoter in boston told me this because forever like michael jackson was going to go to foxborough stadium where the patriots were playing and they promoted the show and all the tickets, and he had that you know, whatever pay or play, whatever they call it. No matter what, you got to pay the guy. And right. the town of Foxborough said, "No, we don't want this show. We don't want all these black people coming out here." <sighs> all right, that's that's, that's what, what they it was. Said? That's that's what it was. I mean, they are dude, white people got too crazy on Monday night, and they stopped having Monday night football for like twenty years. Like Foxborough's like, we're not having this. Really? This is a quiet little town. Have your football game during the day on Sunday, and then get the fuck out of here. So they canceled the show, and I thought. The, the amount of money lost on that show, they were close enough that that brought him under. But what, but what this promoter was claiming was this guy actually promoted the whole tour. 
And when he was doing the finances, he didn't take into consideration how big Michael Jackson's stage was and how many seats that that was going to eat up. He had this giant ass fucking stage that was eating up like tens of thousands of dollars a night times all of these fucking dates. And when he tried to get him, hey, Mike, can you just have a smaller stage, blah, blah. I guess he was competing with Prince and was saying like, no, because if I have a smaller stage, Prince will have a bigger stage and I, I got to make sure my shit is bigger than his. Of course, he said that in a falsetto. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> right. But like, this is the story this guy told me. I, I, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, I always thought they went broke on just because on, of that one fucking date that he canceled that. And I just figured, you know, there's 60,000 people there. That's what reminded me, talking about 60,000 people, all paid that money and he still had to give them a cut of that and they just didn't have it. That actually does make sense, the, the, the size of the stage thing. That totally makes sense. Yeah, because there's a comedy club that did that in New York where they, for some reason, they moved the stage out away from the wall. And they had this little small club and they moved it away from the wall so the waitresses could walk behind the stage, behind this wall. And like they took out like five or six tables and all the other comedy clubs were laughing and they figured out how much money they fucked themselves out of <laughs> over the course of a year. You know, doing shows, yeah. two, three shows a night times six, seven days. Like they were fucking themselves out of like three quarters of a million dollars a year. So they hadn't... And they... They ended up having to move the wall. It was fucking hilarious. Everybody from day one is just like, this is stupid. It was already one of those rooms that was kind of shaped. It's not the cellar, but it was shaped like the cellar where it's like you're standing sideways in a rectangle. Right. So you kind of got to angle yourself. And they took that shit and moved you further into the crowd. So it was almost like... Like you're in the round almost. Yeah, but only on... But the people are yeah. on two sides. There's a place like that in San Francisco. There's a theater that I did that's like that. It's weird. You The stage goes out into the crowd. And like so people are behind you and to the left and behind you and to the right. It's very strange. You did that thing with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was weird, right? Right. I don't think you ever want to be sitting behind a performance. No. Well, I'm doing a theater in the round in, in Phoenix. Just Celebrity theater. Yeah, just because it would be weird. No, I, the, I, but I've those done are it a fun. few times before. What, what you do? Oh, you've done those before? Yeah. I, I just start the joke on this side and then turn and end on that side. And I just really try to be conscious of sections. Yeah. Like Dane said the most brilliant thing about the, uh, the, the theater in the round. He goes, it's four theaters. Just look at it that way. It's four theaters just all stuck together. And you just sort of perform mm. in one theater, then this one, and then that one over there. And then I just think you do it like the the... the Three card Monty, you just sort of switch it up like you don't right, right, right. gradually go around. But I know I know people that have seen comics. I'll do a theater in the round and they'll be like, So and so is here and he didn't move it like one of those comics that just stands uh. there with the mic and the mic stand. <laughs> so they were in the back and they're just sitting there and one of them had like a slow turning stage. Right. So eventually you just said, dude, twenty more jokes. He's gonna be looking at us. So he made the stage turn while no, he was no, up they, there? They have a stage that turns and I think that's for musical acts where you have a drum oh, right, drum right, kit right. and amps planted so they're not moving. But it's also for I think for like performers who just want to stand there and not <laughs> move around like it's fun around like they're on a fucking carousel you, you did that one <clears throat> very slowly very slowly it spins Done it around a few times yeah the, the one that turns though yeah but it turns very slowly yeah very yeah, slow. it's it the turns. same place oh, cool. yeah the celebrity theater that's the one we're talking about yeah i forgot that it turns yeah and they ask you the <clears throat> option do you want the stage turned on do i'm definitely be gonna turning? say yes yeah. i'm definitely gonna say yes oh i always say no it's like i don't need i don't need that i want it just for because it's weird yeah, yeah. Well, if they could speed it. it up, you could literally just be running in place doing a whole fucking joke running against it. My goal is to do so many shots while I'm on stage that I can't figure out where the stool is at any given time. It could be anywhere. It's moving around. No way. No. I was going to say, no way. I've, I've been drunk twice on stage. Twice? Twice. In 20-something years. 
Yeah, it's not the best move. Every now and then, though, it's the right thing to do. Once I was in so. Ireland, so that's not my fault. <laughs> and the other time, I was coming back from a Yankees-Red Sox game and didn't know I was going to have a show. And somebody called up, hey, I had a fallen out. Can you come down and do the show? <laughs> and I thought I was sober. One of those, like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I just went up there, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit. And I had to slow way down and had a very, very subpar fucking show. was bad. So you had a slow way down just to get your mouth to work right. Yes, which killed the timing of everything. <clears throat> so I, I bombed very slowly. I see that with um, that the term punch drunk. That's like a, a term yeah. that people don't like. But that's, uh, that's exactly what it's like. That same thing where you know you're a little fucked up, so you have to struggle to get your words out. Mm-hmm. Like you could see that in fighters. It's the exact same thing. It's why they call it punch drunk. It's not just they sound like they're drunk, but the same thing. Like you have to struggle to control your situation. And then when those guys get drunk, that's when you see guys that are really punch drunk. When wow. guys that have been punch drunk get drunk. Because then you see they have <laughs> a hard time. Squared. Yeah. Because they have a really hard time controlling the words then. Then it's just a, it's a mangled mess. It's I've hard been to watching the, uh, that, that UFC, the, uh, what do you call it, when they stick them in the house and all that shit? Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Fighter. And it's all women. And I, and like, I remember last time I did your podcast, I was against it. Like women in the octagon. It's like, they, they, like, why would you do that? They're beautiful. Why would you punch each other in the face? And I don't want to see a jab to your breasts and shit. It's just, I didn't want to see it. And now, I don't even notice it anymore. And it's it's unbelievably fucking entertaining. <laughs> you don't notice that they're girls anymore. No, no, they're great fights. And it's guys are already good at talking shit and fucking not liking each other. But just women just take it to that extra fucking level. That shit talking, and then the fact that they can beat the fuck out of you. And then it's funny as a guy to be just watching it going like, there is not one woman in this house that I could even get on the floor. Like, these women would all just mop the floor with me. There's a fucking hilarious YouTube video. Somebody tweeted it to me, and I don't, I don't know. I just lost it in the ether. It was this girl. It just starts right in. It was almost one of those six-second videos, whatever the fucking kids call them. And you knew this kid had a little bit of training, and this girl had more training. And she came at him, and it was like she climbed up his body, like stepped on his fucking thigh, and then was behind him. And the video ends with him just grabbing like this as it's rear naked going. You know, he was out before he went. And the whole party just goes, oh, and it ends. And I fucking died laughing, but going like, I wouldn't even have lasted as long is that kid did because it seemed like he knew a, li- a little bit of uh, defense, a little bit of defense. Like I have a great Ronda Rousey bit of like what it would be like to date her if she was actually physically abusive, but I just can't do the pratfall. I want to act like you know her big move is she does that fucking throw and you go right. over her hip, right, and just you fucking landing on the ground. You're, you're like in a, a relationship with her. Oh, armbar, real mature, real mature. <laughs> you like. I know I tapped out. That doesn't mean because you're right. I didn't want my arm broken. And then she comes at you. You got to knock down the stool to try to have something in between you and her. I think a chick like that probably has to date a fighter, if I had to guess. She probably has to date some guy who also knows how to do what she does. I just couldn't imagine. <laughs> Dude, if I dated her, I'd be out in the kitchen like an apron, just like making her food and shit. I just, just wait for her to give me, look at me sideways. She'd fuck me up. Almost every female fighter does. They all date fighters. They just does just, just seems like, you know, a girl being in a position like that where she could just beat the fuck out of her boyfriend. I don't think chicks like that. <laughs> That's I never looked at it that way. Because I always thought it was hilarious. Like, I, I, I could date somebody like that. I would think it was funny that they could kick the shit. And when my guy friends gave me shit, I'd be like, yeah, man, she kicked the shit out of me and you. I think it's funny. But, like, I never looked at it like... 
Because even though they're like like these lethal weapons now, there is still, there could possibly still, I should say, I don't want to speak for them, that this female-male relationship where that they still want the guy to be able to protect them. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, dude, that's funny because then they're just sort of rendering you useless because they're already making a zillion dollars. So there goes your unproviding. I can protect you, dude. I can kick your ass. And then I can also have a kid. So you're basically now like a 45-year-old teenager. <laughs> it just gives you a little height chair. You know what I like, like about like, watching female like a fights? They're self-sustained unit. I think it's fucking awesome. What I like about watching female fights is that they're more reliant on technique because they don't have overwhelming physical strength. Like there's certain guys that have overwhelming physical strength and and, and abilities. Just, oh, they and can plow through. Yeah, they can uh, just defects grab guys in that game. And, yeah, they they can muscle things. They can they just hit really hard. So sometimes they have like shitty technique. They throw windmill punches. But with a lot of women, what you're getting is you're oh, getting the purest technique you can get. Was it this your, this your isn't good. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Depends like, on where like, your head is. I like is. to be a gentleman with my opponent. Give him plenty of time to see it coming. <laughs> And let him know the kabaches are always coming from the same direction. If you see the left, the next one's the right. If you see the right, the next yeah. one's the left. Rock'em, sock'em. Yeah, don't get tricky with it's a, fucking double It's a double linear lefts. story. It's a linear story. This isn't Tarantino. We're dancing here, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> left, right, left, right. <clears throat> but with chicks, they're, they're forced to use more tech. I mean, obviously, there's, there's a curve as far as like physical strength. There's like someone like Serena Williams, who's obviously a very physically strong girl. And there's other girls that are like not as physically strong. <laughs> You know? Dude, she throw me over a couch, and you know when you hit the window like sideways and then slide down. <laughs> <laughs> She's so land on some gym shoes. Impressive, like her legs and the the strength that she has. I was at I was at a party one time. Uh, some agency I used to be at, and, and they also represented her. And you forget your agency also represents you know athletes because they want to like fucking you know make money off of selling Doritos or whatever, right? And she was at the party. With a basketball player, so he was like, you know, so they were a proportioned couple. Like, right. I, I felt like a dwarf, dude. Like, she was like, uh, just like, it was to- gorgeous, totally in proportion, just like, like, dude, super the, athlete. Dude, Marvel comic yeah. body. <laughs> exactly. Just like, going like, dude, you, you should be wearing a fucking cape. <laughs> it's just, no, and it's just, you know, you just see people like that and you just go like, oh, yeah, that's why. Like, you always sit there in the yeah. back of your head. As you're watching some quarterback that sucks, going, hey, what if I did some more sit-ups? What if I could throw against my body like fucking Brett Favre but not throw an interception? And then you actually run into the real athletes. Dude, I saw Joe Theismann, who always looked like a little fella. You know, when he was out there, he had the one little bar here. He got his leg broken. He just he always looked just so small when he was out there. I saw the guy in like in a mall. He's like 6'1 and like still jacked. I'm like almost 5'10". I'm just going like, this guy would fucking drop me. How did he, uh, did he get his leg fixed? Did they put bars in it and pins and shit? Like, how did yeah, he I get imagine. his legs fixed? I imagine. I haven't been in contact with uh, did th- anybody at the hospital, Jeff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but did, he, did that end his career? That was my, my question. Yes, it did. That was the that last was play. He watched, he said, I remember one time he said he watched the replay one time. Uh, and that was, that was it for him. And, uh, and I actually, when... Uh, Silva broke his leg. Like that, that reminded me of that that compound fracture. Of just mm. like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't even imagine the pain, and then going into the shock, and then the <clears> fact now is he's coming back, right? Silva is, yeah, January. So he's gonna to, fight Nick to Diaz. To fucking sit there after you went through that, and to just the first time you start throwing kicks with that leg again, just like the level of whatever that is. 
I don't have that anywhere in my life. <laughs> like well, if if I ever fucking broke my leg like that doing stand up, that's it. I would I would be I'd open a comedy club. No, you should go up on stage. Oh, no, no, I don't I don't want to do that anymore. He's at the end of his career. He's got a few years left fighting and uh he has an opportunity to still make a lot of money and I think he's probably just going to just make as much money as he can over the next few years and then get out. Now what what is the that that rumor that I hear that if you break a bone this is such bar. It heals knowledge. stronger. It heals stronger, dude. Sort of. I mean, it's less likely to break in the area where it broke. It's less likely to break there. It gets knotted up and thick, but I'm not necessarily sure it gets stronger. I was going to say, thank you, Dr. Rogan. It's like, why am I asking you these fucking questions? This I do stupid. know a lot this, about this, broken this, but bones. This, this, is, this is how I learn all of my shit. Asking people. <laughs> who, who don't have the job. Asking non How does UPS experts. get all those packages to everybody overnight? If you ever have Joe. questions like that and you want answers, ask Brian Cowan. And even if he doesn't know the answer, he'll fucking keep going. He will come up with something that's a logical Just out sort of pure <laughs> insecurity of just not knowing the answer. He just has to fucking answer. Yeah, he'll fucking argue about some shit he's not educated in at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brian. But he also has a shitload of fucking information in his head. Brian is like one of the best I've ever met at being able to pull quotes out of the air about books that he's read. Like constantly he's reading books. But yeah, you hang with him for one, three minutes. You realize he's out of his fucking mind. Oh, he's crazy. You just got to take everything. I love him. I love him. But he's out of of his fucking mind. He's definitely crazy. His fucking mind is going like a thousand Mm -hmm. RPMs constantly. Always. Dude, whenever I talk to him, you just got to do the alley. You lay against the ropes. (laughs) And just let all the information come at you, and then you, you get him with one, and then you come back. Oh, and by the way. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You got a pair of shoulders on you, huh? What are you doing? That hoodie's <laughs> hanging off your nose. I bet you got a piece on you. Yeah. Got a piece on you. <laughs> I went hunting with him. It was five, I mean, I've done it three times now, but it's five days of gay jokes. Of him scaring fish by not shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> he really should be here. People are going to think I don't like him. I love him. Oh, I love him. I love too. him. I just like trashing he, him. He knows what he does. He's that's part of his charm is that he likes to make fun of himself. Did he go up and talk to the bear and ask him what he's doing to get those back muscles? He would. <laughs> Look at that bear. Bear's cock's almost as big as mine. I want to. I gotta measure. I gotta find out. But we were for five days. You think was, if I walked around on all fours and occasionally stood up, I'd be I, like a bear. I, I'd be like a bear <laughs> without all that hair. <laughs> <laughs> Five days every time. It's just f- constantly the Brian Callen show because you could just wind him up. He's just that guy. He's always on. He's never not funny. Like he's never. I never call Brian. And he's depressed. You know, uh, if he is depressed, he'll be depressed for a couple minutes, and then he'll just start talking about something. And he'll talk, start talking oh, yeah. about his lean muscle mass, or you know, oh, yeah. how he's built for dance, and <laughs> just he'll just go into something, and then next thing you know, you're laughing. He just doesn't want that uncomfortable silence. No, he's like, what's his face at the end of the Hulk? <laughs> Phil Bixby? Yeah, instead of walking away from the, the town, those are his troubles. Do you know that the Hulk, they changed I just the wanna, Hulk's I just want to keep trashing him until people show him this clip <laughs> so I get on his show again. The, they changed the Hulk's name Is this in the from 1970s. Land of the Lost, by the way? The Piece of Salt? No, that's from uh, the, the Hippie Warehouse. Oh. It's, um, these, these ideas, these salt crystal lamps, they're supposed to, and somehow or another, like, Generate positive ions and saltify the air, float through the air and make you feel better. They changed Robert Banner was uh, Bill Bixby's character's name on the Hulk, but mm-hmm. the real the real name is Bruce Banner. Right. But they changed it from Bruce to Robert for TV because they thought Bruce is a gay name. Bruce. 
How did it... Bruce, are you angry again? Don't get mad. Right? God, you were so green last night. It was so embarrassing, and you ruined your pants again. How did Bruce become a gay man? <laughs> it's like Bruce, for the, long, the longest time, was like, you know, Bruce... I was going to say Bruce Jenner, but I guess that's a bad example now. It was a good example a few years back. Dude, that guy... What's going on? He was such a good-looking guy. Yeah, not There anymore. was never anything wrong with his nose. He's becoming a good-looking older lady, though. That's what's going on. Hey, God bless him if it makes him happy. Exactly. God do? bless him if it you makes know? him happy. I just, I just don't. Just watching people fucking age badly. No, attacking their face. Yeah, it's a weird thing that people do. They get, they want to change it, and then they think when they change it, that it looks better. It just looks different for the most Dude, part. Dude, how much of a hug do you need if you're staring at your throat in the mirror? Like sideways holding a mirror going, I don't like my Adam's apple. Like, I don't think I've, I don't even know what my Adam's apple look. I couldn't pick out my Adam's apple in a fucking lineup. <laughs> I've, I've, I don't think I've ever looked at it. I think his deal, and I'm just guessing, is that he's probably transitioning to being a woman. If I had a guess. I uh, think, I think that's a, probably a pretty safe estimate at this point. He's grown his hair long. His nails are long. He had his Now, do you think he'll come up with an original on. name, or do you think he'll just like do... He's got fingernail polish on now, man. Do you think he'll... he'll uh, okay. He'll, he'll go with a... Um, a new he, name? Like... Brucina? But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think he'll go hacky <laughs> and just make his name effeminate? <laughs> <laughs> like Bill, Bill Arena? No, like, I bet he has a fucking full character. That he that he becomes when he becomes put, a woman. Let me see. Let me put, bring him back up. Bring him back up. Those here. nails. I mean, first of all, if this is fake, he looks if they're like a trolling Jennifer. us, he looks like a Jennifer. You think so? I would say Claudia. No, <laughs> he's not a Claudia. I was gonna say he looks like a Claudia. Look at him. He's he looks got like a, a cigarette. Susan or a Jennifer. So he's smoking cigarettes too. Of course. And look at him right here. Yeah, I we all know right gay here. people. They're always smoking cigarettes. That's what the yeah, fuck what does, does that, that have mean? to do with it? <laughs> I think that looks like that's a pretty good picture of what he probably looks like. You yeah. know, like he has like his lipstick on when no one's looking, and he's tucking. His I don't dick. think that's bad. He looks like you know, he looks like an older lead singer of a band. Yeah, and they're doing the casino circuit. Well, at this the point. two earrings too. It's like he really he's balling. He seems to be becoming a woman. Yeah, seems to be him. becoming one. Good for him. Yeah, I mean. This is a good time to be a lady. <laughs> this is a good time to be a transgender woman, too. You know, people are more accepting of it than ever before. It's a good time. You Bruce. know what I mean? But it's, I mean, none how of that ironic. Shit, his none name of that is shit, Bruce. It should, it should bother you. It should not. It really should not. It should not. You know. Having said that, I hate the color of his nail polish. Red is my favorite. <laughs> I feel like if you I don't feel he's that type. I don't feel he's that type. I don't. That's too racy for him. I don't mind it. He's the, an Olympic medalist. What do you think he should have? Black? Go goth? I think he needs an edge. I think he, edge. he's just a little too soft. Like a he's got his hair perhaps? blown out. I would if I had to do a makeover. <laughs> okay, less scarves, less flowing shit, and I yeah he he needs an edge, man. Poor guy. Look at him. He's wearing those visors, those old lady tennis visors. If you're not Hunter S. Thompson but and they don't say Vegas on them, take that fucking thing off. That was the picture of absolute bliss, though. I think he wants to do it. That's what he wants to do. God bless him. Yeah. Well, listen, he's been with those crazy bitches for so long, he became one. 
I mean, that's really what it is. I think it's a little more. I think they tricked them. Joe, I think they could put you in that house, and I don't think you're coming out looking like that. I probably would. (laughs) Imagine if I did. Imagine if it was proven that if you're around women, like that many women long enough, they slowly but surely ebb your masculinity away till you want to become a woman. If it's proven that like we, we imitate our atmosphere so much that when we're around the opposite sex for too much, we well, want to be like Well, if you were one that. of those people that you were, uh, what's that psychological word they say that you're a, uh, you're codependent? Mm-hmm. And you know, you got to watch out who you hang out with or pretty soon you're doing what they're doing. Yeah. The next thing you know, you know. There are people like you that. You want a pleated skirt? You'd like some Uggs? Probably starts with the Uggs. I think it starts the feet. <laughs> it starts the feet first. Pedicures. And then you, you work your way up your body. <laughs> If you're easing into it. Yeah, because a lot of dudes are, will people, get manicures. People aren't going to notice that. People yeah, aren't going to notice that. I got a manicure one time. On. One time I got a manicure. Really? I fucking hated it. <laughs> Did you get angry? Uh, no, I just I didn't like it. It's <laughs> pain. I didn't Why like didn't it. you like it? Well, I was on I was on the road with uh, uh, Charlie Murphy and, and Donnell, and it's acceptable in the uh, amongst black guys to get your fucking nails done. Right. It's like considered some pimp shit. <laughs> So like you got to do it. So I'm literally sitting there next to Charlie Murphy. like this with my hand in the thing and I'm laughing. Bill Burr, Bill Burr is the way to do um, it. I, no, he was laughing too because I just kept saying this is the most effeminate fucking thing I've ever done. Forget about doing it with you who's just overloaded with testosterone. So like, Charlie, you need to do this. So you don't windmill kick somebody. I don't know. I'm more in the middle. I don't need to do this. And I was on stage that night and I was just going like this. I was self-conscious. I got the I got the clear. I got the clear finish and they were just like glistening. Yeah, but then what sucks is then it starts to peel. So then you just you just fucking scratch and then it looks gross. Did you try to prematurely age it? Do you like maybe get some sandpaper, Still, rub oh, it no, down? Yeah, I was I was doing all. I was yeah, super homophobic like about it. Fingers in the dirt, like <laughs> sh- yeah. fisting the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> try to get the nail polish off. No, I found somebody with one of those gravel driveways. Isn't it funny that that became a big tell- thing in the African American community? Getting your toes and, and nails done. Like there's pictures of dudes like getting their toes done on the cell phone. You know, talking. Aubrey with his alpha nail, remember that? Yeah, no, it's it good. wasn't really yeah. his. It was his, uh, his friend's company, but yeah, he was a part of it. Yeah, no, they they that, uh, they take being clean to a whole nother level, and generally speaking, some of them think white people are pretty filthy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trend in MMA fighters for the, the longest time was getting their nails done. Like Chuck Liddell started it out, he but that was his funny, man. Colored, yeah, pink, and I thought it was the, to me that's fucking funny because you can kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah, that's that. You ever hear that Bruce Lee story? What's the that way? he used to walk around wherever the fuck he was from. He would go into the city and he would act all effeminate, so people would fuck with him and then he'd beat the shit out of him. And his friend would say, <laughs> "Why did you do that?" And he said, "Because if I just kicked his ass, he could get over it. But if some effeminate guy kicked his ass, that's gonna stay with him." And I want that to be true. I, I can give you the, the the whatever the book is, the Bruce Lee book is uh, it has a red cover. I can never remember the name of it, and a black and white photo, and he's like this and just fucking shredded. Yeah, he would As opposed probably... to all the other Bruce Lee photos where he's like 20 pounds overweight. <laughs> Sorry. I would think that he would probably be a guy who would come up with a bunch of different real-life scenarios just to test his martial arts and to, to you know become an effeminate guy and have guys try to beat your ass. That seems like a good move. That's but pretty the, badass, I think. It's a smart move. Yeah, because most people spend their lives right here avoiding physical confrontations. It's like, you know... You know, once once people really started gaining weight and fucking bloody noses and bro- busted eye sockets, I tapped out. I was just like, right, I'm going to tell some jokes. If you 
the only way to really test it is to test it in a real life situation. There's a lot of people that look really good in the gym. And then when it comes to an actual fight, <clears throat> they just fall apart and panic. They just can't do it. I just think that you need that. You got to have a couple under. That's like you know, first couple time, of drinks. No, you gotta you gotta have a couple of fights and hopefully oh. survive them. Yeah, if you don't have a fight, and if you ever you ever seen someone get in a fight that's never been in a fight before and go into a full panic. No, I think I've told the story before, but it was at the comedy store. We're sitting in the patio, and there was this guy. This uh, black guy and a white guy, they were fighting in front of the House of Blues. And they're yelling at each other, and it turns physical. And as it turns physical, the white guy is in full-on fucking panic mode. His eyes are closed, and he's literally... <laughs> Was this me? Flailing this way. <laughs> like this way. Like not moving his shoulders, but his arms are like like he's boxing the guy's ears. That's what he's doing. Right, left, right, left. I mean, his hands are open. He's just absolutely in a full panic. And then a bus pulls in front of him, and I don't get to see what the fuck happened. Oh. The bus moves past. The guy's laid out flat. Out cold. The black guy's nowhere to be found. The white guy's fucking dead stiff, knocked out. People are freaking out. So obviously he got hit. I have no idea what happened. Is this the, bad? That's a to bad. To do this, that's and just not, have your face right, terrible right down Broadway. It doesn't hurt your opponent. What about double time? It's the good thing about it is you're being very ethical. Like you're not you're not harming your opponent. You're involved in a physical altercation, but you're not going to do any damage. That's one of the things you don't want to hurt your hands punching somebody's skull, or you don't want to fuck up your manicure. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has his nails did. <laughs> wow, he gets French tips, I guess. Oh different God, colors right. white black white black he's got the french yeah okay he's snoop dog he can do it remember when tate used to do his nails oh, yeah. tate used to have colored nails that whole alpha nail polish thing those there's a lot of dummies that were doing that for a while <laughs> they, they all got off of it roger huerta had he had that but i feel like while. that's the type of shit that like when you almost start dressing like a chick like you actually get more pussy, like more women come in, like that rock star thing, that androgynous <laughs> fucking look. You start borrowing their clothes, and the next thing you know, they're blowing you. Well, that's how I heard it went down. Well, what's really funny is that in hit parade, Judas Priest, that's how I read it. Like Judas Priest started a lot of the metal stuff. Rob Halford, you know, all oh, the S and M dressing. Yeah, S and M dressing, and people didn't realize he was gay as fuck. Right here, I had no idea. Rob Halford was gay as fuck, and he got all these guys to essentially dress like gay S and M guys. Yeah, like that was what became brilliant. the look. It's brilliant. <laughs> but that's how much of a bad motherfucker he is. He made people kind of like go against their man. instincts. One of the great front men. Oh. And then another thing too, he he basically was completely one hundred percent other than Freddie Mercury, who was literally in a band called Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just so dumb, like, no, he's fine. Like, Bro, what? he's straight. He sings good, that's all. Don't be homophobic. <laughs> like it matters. Yeah, time like matters. after time. Dude, Freddie Mercury, yeah. I mean, that that fucking guy. That that oh. live aid set is one of the I, I would put that up against anybody's performance. Yeah. Ever. Well, he was a bad motherfucker. Dude, he turned Wembley Stadium into a fucking coffee house. He had them, everybody, like the, the yep. fucking back row. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that guy was unbelievable. Yeah, he was sensational. He was a really unique talent. Like, like there was no one like him before. Because he was such a combination of, like, masculinity and femininity and expression. I never noticed and- any of that. I was just like, this fucking guy, you can't stop watching him. And his, 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 uh... His singing was mm-hmm. incredible. And he was yeah. better live, as good as the albums were. He's one of the few guys that was actually fucking better live. Wow. Um, I haven't seen anybody come close to that guy. Wow. Since. Wow. 
That's a strong anybody? statement, Bill Burr. Anybody? You got anybody that could f- fucking hold 100,000 people in the palm of his hand after you had to follow all those other beasts, you know? It's true. You had to go and have to Robert Plant Jimmy Page. That one didn't go well. That, no. was one, that was one of the ones that didn't go well, which is why 2007 went so well, because they were like, we can't do that again. They put it together the last fucking second, and then you had like- they so had, they had, to they had, Zeppelin. They had two drummers at the same- Can you please whisper that in my ear? During it's my act tonight. To go after Zeppelin. It's so hard <laughs> to go on after Zeppelin. You were, you were the first guy to call me up. You called me up and left a message about Zeppelin. You called me up. You're like, you're not going to fucking believe this. Oh, but you got to go on. devastating. To go me. on YouTube. You're not going to fucking believe this. They stole everything. They fucking stole everything. I didn't say everything. that. I was saying that they fucking, there's this thing yeah. there called the song remains the same. Mm-hmm. And they were showing how many. Dude, they're right now going, yep. going to trial. Yep. On Stairway to Heaven. And you called me about this. It was many years ago. It's devastating to me. I yeah. still love John Bonham. I actually still love their music because I still have all, because it is still great. And I it's still, great. And I have all those childhood memories of where I was when I when it was going on. But like, I, you know, it's like the Cosby thing. You just mm-hmm. hope it isn't true. Well, the Zeppelin thing to me you is- You know, stealing every, a riff, raping women, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What a shithead. That, that latest one with the, the 15-year-old's co- the worst. Yeah, the, the, the Cosby thing is very different, obviously. But the thing about <clears throat> Zeppelin that got me was that every band is influenced by every other band. Every band. I mean, they all, you're, you're going back to everybody who you're fans with. And there's guys that sound like guys because that was their music. And I think as a lot of us as comics No one ever got influenced. sued for being influenced. No one ever exactly. got sued this for was a my point. That was yeah, my point. Sorry. My point was, but... There's a certain line that you cross, that they crossed, where they were stealing riffs, the opening to Stairway to Heaven. It's like, my God, it's the same alleged. thing. Still a legend. It seems well, like the same thing I don't want you to get in trouble when you're selling me undies alleged, on this. Alleged, allegedly, thievery. But it made me less. It made me like them less. I know the music is still amazing, but it made me like them less. That was uh, that was devastating. Yeah. But they're still bad. Well, I have a bootleg of theirs, and they have, oh, of them at like um, the whiskey or something, and they have a song called "Killing Floor" that sounds like the Lemon song, and then by the time it's out on Led Zeppelin two, it's called the Lemon song, and then later they got sued for that by the guy who wrote "Killing Floor," so they it's not like they didn't know like that's right. one of those things where it's just like dude, you obviously knew that you were calling it "Killing Floor" as a cover, and then you switched some of the lyrics. And then called it the Lemon Song. That's fucking. Uh, but I don't know if this is to me. This is just me is completely uneducated, looking at this shit. I just know that uh, you know that just is a little suspect. But just you know, obviously I'm not a musician, so I mean I don't fucking I don't know. I don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be true either. But that's the same thing as the Cosby stuff. Nobody wants. I mean, this, I was reading this Chris Rock article. It's a really interesting Chris Rock article where he's talking about um, people being offended by everything, and that's why he doesn't do colleges anymore, because they're just looking to be offended at things, and they're just too easy to offend. But, you know, he was saying that he just doesn't want it to be true. And I think everybody feels like that, except the people that obviously were raped by him. Well, they would want it not to be true, because then they wouldn't be raped. Right. So, yeah, so, like, all of, like, yeah, you don't want that to happen to somebody, and then also this person that you you hold as a comedian, you know? Ugh. We almost went to see him too. We, we were gonna, we were planning on taking a trip to Vegas. To I saw him earlier up. this year. Did you? Yep. Where'd you see him? I saw him out in Pasadena at a theater, and I met him uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it was fucking amazing. Really? It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. I was. Uh, His set was amazing. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. When he went to go see the guy, I mean, you talking about a guy, you know. Yeah. Seventy-seven years, seventy-six, seventy-seven years old. Was excited about his new special. 
and was like, well, I'm going to tell you how I shot this thing. And then he was just animated, so fucking excited about his new special. And it was just mm. like to see a guy that far into it, still that excited about stand-up. Like, dude, like that gave me a charge for like weeks. Wow. And, uh, you know, so like I said, I hope it's not true. Yeah, but... You should really hope it's not true for the victims more so than him, but you're well, just focusing if, on him, though. But if you're doing that, then the victims are crazy liars. Alleged victim. Well, I mean, then, then, you know... That's better to be a crazy liar I would than rather a, rape a person to be a crazy liar than to be a rape victim. Especially and I think they would, too. being raped by Bill Cosby. This new one's interesting because the girl says, says she was 15. Yeah, he said that. And he... He took her to the Playboy Mansion, and when Alleged. you the, allegedly, but when you go to the Playboy Mansion, they have your name on records. Like every person that goes there has to put their name down and all their information down. So there might be actual proof that she was 15, and he took her to the Playboy Mansion. We right now sound like one of those bad news programs. <laughs> so there <laughs> like, might be. Yeah. We might yeah. have some information later. Right. Right. So yeah. hang around for that. But like, not belittling the point or whatever. But that's just it's fucking yeah. brutal. It's crazy that this all happened out of Hannibal Burris's joke, like him talking about it on stage. No, somebody filming, the person who put it up should be getting the credit, because ha Hannibal didn't do that, and he shouldn't be getting the grief either. It was a fucking great joke. It was a funny joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. It's and a then great, it became a funny bit, possible fact. Um, I actually felt bad for him, because I don't think he wanted that. I think he, no. just, I think he was just telling a joke. And dude, if some of this shit, you know... That's all of that shit is taken out of con like re everything like these fucking people who take your shit, they do the same thing that a news, like a, a, a um a biased news channel or like a political ad will do. Like I, I did this rant, making fun of Cubs fans versus White Sox fans, and the reason why I did it was because recently Chicago had beaten a Boston team, and all I wanted to do was cause infighting. Okay, I didn't believe a fucking word of it, and I and I went on this whole thing, and then I paused, and in the end, I said, "I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm just mad because blah blah blah." They lopped that part off, and now it's just this standalone piece that I'm shitting all over Cubs fans, and I'm defending White Sox fans. And what was funny was I took a wild guess, and I actually people were like, "Dude, this is like fucking dead on. This is exactly the way it is." It's like I, I didn't know that, but but the the point of it is. Is that they went up there and they they deliberately lopped off the thing where I say it's just a joke. So, so there's that, and I got a special this Friday, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really tried to fucking be interested in that dumb story for the whole time. You just all you had in there was just went. Yeah, that's a story, Bill. I don't know where to go with that, man. No, I'm thinking about this culture of trying to catch people doing things like that, and you know, and get upset at them, especially when it's clearly a joke. Man, I had a whole bit in my act about the difference between jokes that you say on stage and like being in court and giving a fucking affidavit. Like right. I, and I was, I have a whole bit in my last special about lying. I'm like, I lie on stage all the time. Like if you watch any of my act and you go, I don't, I'm, I don't see things the way this guy. I don't either. I don't see these things the way I see. I'm talking yeah, I'm about fucking them. around. Yeah, I'll say shit that I don't believe in if it's funny. And that's, I think, part of what Chris Rock was saying is that people are just getting offended. Yeah, I don't. So and I don't think apologies. comics. I don't think comics should apologize unless they actually meant it in the malicious way that the person took it. Like if you, you know, you can go on stage in a bad mood and you can deliberately get and someone can heckle you or do something, and then you get mad and you deliberately try to fucking piss them off, and uh, you know you might owe somebody an apology then, but you don't have to yeah. go on TV and fucking apologize to the country. People are doing it because they're scared. They don't want to lose their careers. Then they they also they people have demanded an apology. You Unfortunately, have when you have this no community. career, <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of say whatever you want. That's not true. 
You know you have a career. So what are you talking I, I about? Have, talking I, shit. I have you got a, a great stand, career. I have a stand-up career, but the thing is, is, as of yet, I do not have a TV show. Once you have you, the TV you're show- You're better off without it. That's you're, when- You're better off oh, without it. fuck you. You're you doing, wait till this animated show that I'm doing <laughs> comes out, dude. You wait. You wait. Well, you're doing great stand-up, though. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying, but the animated thing was the perfect way to go into right. TV because you can get away with anything. Yeah, because you can, you're not going to offend anybody with these animated people. Like, is, what what message is this going to send to animated children? You know oh. what I mean? What about all the three fingered fucking yellow headed people out there? Oh. What are they gonna What are they gonna think? Did I just piss off Asians? Somebody no. got hurt in a Yellow war. Yellow-headed? As long as they're like square heads, like SpongeBob, yeah, I, mean, I, was, th okay. I was thinking Simpsons. Ah, now someone go. will lop, will cut it off there and just be like, yeah, what are you going to do? You, you're always, whenever you're saying anything on stage that's controversial, you're always going to open yourself up to opportunistic people that just want clickbait. There's no such thing as controversy in, in stand-up comedy. There's no such thing? It is, it is manufactured controversy. It's all complete horseshit it's one person in the crowd the amount of times that they've showed clips of comics who said something controversial you literally hear the crowd laughing on the fucking tape sure. everybody's laughing taking it as a joke and one fucking person and then you know and then you just take it out of context which is out of the comedy club i mean i'm trying to think of a joke any of my jokes that i could do on the news that wouldn't seem like you know i'm doing this bit about isis and how they're not a threat and i'd like to see him try to invade florida where silences are legal and see how far they fucking get. Now, if that's silly and ridiculous and funny in a comedy club, you then put that on Fox News. Bill Burr it, it, says it, ISIS yeah. is not real. And we're not over there to get these people freed up. <laughs> well, what about the soldiers when, that died? When we return, the controversial tape will be played. What about the soldiers that died? We so have a soldier here from Florida. That actually confronted ISIS. When we return, he listens to what Bill said. And then after that show, Nancy Grace will pick it up on the next hour. Bill Burr, the stand-up comedian. You might have seen him on such shows as Breaking Bad. Bad. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's a hot shit if you went out and drank with her. Do you think you, so? She would just laugh and be like, yeah, it's a fucking show. Do you think she's just being... Well, she was a prostitute, Do you know how much, you know how much my face hurts to pretend to be that mad every episode? <laughs> <laughs> I love coming out here and smoking a little weed and fucking getting to relax my eyebrows. I eat Twinkies. I, I get foot massages. No, I think she would be fun as hell to hang out with and to actually get into an argument with. It's just... Uh, she makes unfortunate faces <laughs> on TV. I think she's probably exactly like she comes off on TV. I bet that's her. Um, nah, dude, you're telling me right now, you, me, and Nancy Grace driving to Vegas, we wouldn't be laughing our fucking asses off. You the and way. I would be laughing our asses off, but it'd probably get ugly with her oh. pretty quick. We, 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 I, I would, by the Inland Empire, <laughs> she would loosen up. You think so? Yeah, we'd shut off our cell phones, you're not being recorded, just fucking... I was held hostage by profanity... <laughs> farts. Outrageous oh, that's the show comedy. She'd do. That's the show she'd yeah. do, but she'd have a good time over they ear rape me for four hours. <laughs> now, this is what you do. Like, Nancy, what fucking guest, what's the worst guest you ever had? You just wanted to reach through the screen and punch him in the face. And then she'd be telling a funny story and then we'd be in. <laughs> That's it. We'd be in. You'd ask her about the Duke, Duke lacrosse case, whether she was unfairly accusing them of something they didn't do. I don't she watch went on the TV. show. I don't watch the show. But what's funny about her is she looks like Ozzy Osbourne in like 1985 <laughs> <laughs> during the Ultimate Sin Tour. 
Like when she wears the black eyeliner sometimes, I literally... A better looking Ozzy, of course. Well, a more dainty Ozzy. Less, more feminine, more Bruce Jenner-esque. Less hard road <laughs> Yes, Ozzy. <laughs> America in trouble. The youth of today. Today. Is, you know, I saw something. Her. I don't know why this reminded me of, oh, oh, I think shaving down your Adam's apple, was I was thinking of. I actually, uh, I don't know, sometime I started talking about torture or some shit on my, one of my podcasts, and someone was showing the devices. You know the rack? The rack where they would they would put mm-hmm. you on, they tie your legs and they and they would crank it. Okay, and these guys did an experiment. Was what gave way? Was it your <sighs> tendons or whatever? You know what it was? They actually discovered it was the bone. Oh God! The bone fucking broke or pulled away. They they put like, it was the creepiest thing ever. Where they were just like, this is a pig's ankle, which is the closest to a human's ankle. At which point you're sitting at home going, okay. Like if they said it was a yak, like I would argue, I have no fucking idea. So they put this thing on there and they start, they tied this little hoof with part of its knee, saying it was just as much like the knee. You got to see this thing. And they start cranking this thing and you're hearing it. Every time it gave way, you heard a noise, they would do an x-ray. And, you know, these fucking scientists are so, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. The patella is still there and the... As you see, the medial cartal fucking whatever the hell <laughs> ligament. <laughs> but what we're seeing is we're seeing a stress in the actual femur, which would be a femur. And they fucking kept doing it. And what, what gave way, it, it was, I, I guess, I, it was the slowness of it uh, that made the bone break and not the fucking tendons. Where if you just get hit quick or something like that, the tendons. I, I, you know, I'm so fucking stupid. I can't remember what they came conclusion with, but it actually broke your fucking bones. Uh, it's amazing what inventions people came up with just to fuck you up more, like to make you more in pain while they were killing you. The two things that I've ever seen, there's very few, actually maybe cats, monkeys and human beings. I thought most, you were going to say the, the musical most, cats, the most, that shit was breaking my bones. <laughs> the most sadistic. Oh, like yeah. cats, the way they catch a mouse and they fucking let the thing get away and then get it again and give it hope and take it away. Like yeah. you get the death penalty. That's like somebody begging for their fucking life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw this video one time, this chimpanzee, like you know, basically in the last 10, 12 years, they've discovered that like chimpanzees, like the occasional steak and want to eat another monkey because they thought that they were vegetarians. So this fucking monkey trapped this small, it's chimpanzee trapped this smaller one. And he's basically standing on the fucking thing up in a tree. And rather than just snapping its fucking neck, it's taking its finger and its thumb and just digging flesh out of its fucking back and eating it as the monkey is underneath it, just screaming bloody fucking murder. And you just sit and I, dude, if I had a gun, I would have blown that thing's fucking brains out. Just out of principle. I've seen that. I've Turn seen the neck, that. right? Yeah. I've seen that video. I've seen a bunch of those videos with chimps. They they, they like to eat. I fucking hate chimpanzees. You should. They're scary animals. They well, are. They definitely should be respected. But they like to eat the organs first. They eat them while they're alive. They just grab the, apparently the organs, the most delicious part to them. So while they're holding on to the monkeys, they're not trying to kill them first. They're just trying to go right to the guts and start eating. Ugh. Ugh. Dude, it's just, getting back, so you get back to the rack, like, how could you, the fucking agony you're putting somebody through. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to somebody. Don't you think it was, that was during the time when, first of all, people died, like, way 
way quicker. Like people didn't live very long. They lived to be like, if you were lucky, you got 50 years in. Holy shit, that guy lived to be 50. Right. Most people, the infant mortality rate was really high. They were constantly at war. War was at close range. So war involved like swords and arrows and you think Slug about- shots. Yeah, the kind of fuck catapults. Fucking flaming bodies, you know, they used to t literally light bodies on fire because human fat is like a good way of uh, lighting buildings on fire because it's so disgusting. So when they would light us on fire, they would light human bodies on fire and launch them in catapults. They would they at on least roofs. kill them first? Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever they wanted to do, it's I guess. It's a very green way to attack somebody. I'm sure people... <laughs> <laughs> But when people that were doing that- gets back to what you were saying, were they just going to use all the fucking fuel? They'll figure out a way to just have no waste. We use the waste and it becomes fuel. But that kind of life where you're, you know, you're subject to violence and, and brutality on a regular basis. And but were they or was that like easier. the movies? Well, the movies, they only show the wars. They don't just show it when they're hanging out playing like a flute. You, <laughs> you know? know what? I think there was probably a lot of war going on pretty much all throughout human history. I just feel like you could hide so much easier back then. <laughs> in the woods? Yeah, you just run in the woods. <laughs> yeah, there was you no hear them coming. GPS. You hear the floor fucking moving. Yeah, but Here you come the horses. food back there. You have to figure out a way to get away from the wolves. Yeah, but you weren't going down to Whole Foods. You were hunting your own food. You were self-sufficient. Right, but you had to have your bow and arrow and all that stuff. You like to be close to town, have a fucking blacksmith nearby. Like when you're out there in the woods by yourself, it's probably pretty, pretty hard scrabble life. No house. Absolutely, but you know something? Anything that's going to kill at you, kill kill you. I was thinking, shoot at you and kill you, kill at you. Anything that's going to kill you out there, it's just it's going to be all quick. Like, a, dude, if a mountain lion ever fucking ran at me, I'd, I'd fucking just give him the neck. Just <laughs> get it over with, dude. I've gotten scratched by a fucking house cat. You think I want to fucking fuck with you? Goddamn, hundred forty pound cat. <laughs> And proportionate, like they're they're as far as like the strongest house cats or the strongest cats. It's house cats are some of the strongest pound for pound, and mountain lions are like right up there with them. It's stronger even than like some other cats that are terrifying. Yeah. To no, us. they fight off bears. Yeah. According to my YouTube video watching, <laughs> they do. They definitely. Hey, do. who's doing all the animal shit now? Is it Animal Planet? Is that why Discovery just went all cars? Like they don't fucking do anything anymore. Discovery, yeah. They, Discovery they don't do is, any uh, animals anymore. Well, there's a lot of shows like TLC used to be the Learning Channel. What do they do now? Reality? That's all reality. It's That's all like History it's Honey Channel. Boo Boo. That's TLC. It's Honey Boo Boo. You know what happened with History Channel is they they just ran out of war footage. <laughs> they just they just got we got nothing, and then they had to show like nothing is interesting to anybody anymore unless there's footage. Like I hated when they would do like even like some of the Civil War shit. They would have to reenact it because before, remember when we were kids, they would just have drawings of it and they would sort of pan the camera across from it, and it would, it would put you to sleep. Yeah. And then World War II was the shit because they were just showing planes getting shot down and all of that. You know, it was like a movie. Well, they had History Channel had like a lot of Nazi shows. They had a bunch of those. And then I think after a while, they just realized there's more money in idiots. There's more money in just reality TV. It's just after a certain they point in really, time, they become a network. Well, I mean, what I think happened was a bunch of people were watching reality and weren't watching their shows on the rise of the third arc, Reich, whatever, and the fucking yeah. Night of the Long Knives or whatever the fuck. Then just no one cared anymore. And they're just like, all right, if that's what you want. They have shit on like ancient aliens. Like they have, uh, I mean, they have how many episodes of ancient aliens have they done? I, I totally believe in aliens, but I don't think anybody has figured out a way to travel from planet to planet. Really? And actually live. I think it's possible, but I think 
they're I, I way think, too invested I in it being real. I think eventually we could figure it out, but we're going to destroy each other first. And I think everything kind of, you destroy yourselves. That's God's, I think, fucking checks and balances. All right, I made this thing smart enough to figure out how to get over to this other part of people that I made, but they got jealousy and envy and I want credit. <laughs> And I want to producer credit on your fucking rocket ship and all that shit. And like, <laughs> they're all going to destroy each other first. Like, we'll destroy each other before we figure even out how to get to fucking Mars on by a spell. What are you going to do? First of all, how do, how, do you, how do you have enough air to get there? Air? Like in the- Like you oxygen. You have to have like something that generates oxygen. You'd have to have something that processes carbon dioxide, generates oxygen. The harder thing would be, you could, you could probably do that. But that thing's going to last- so I guess the question is... Well, plants do that, right? Is, is that what plants do? But that's going to last all the way to Mars. Mm. Six months. It's got to last six months. Yeah, I don't know. You think it takes six months to get to Mars? I think that's what they're saying. I think they're saying it takes six months. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, think about how far the <laughs> moon is. The moon, it took Are like seven days. Are you just fucking days. with me because you no. know all this shit? No, it takes six months to get to Mars. It does not. How long do you think it'll take? Fucking years. No, I'm pretty sure it's six months. Let's see. Uh, how many months to get to Mars? He's got a creepy tone right now. I'm pretty sure it's six months. Let's I'm, see. I could be wrong. <laughs> Two months. That was very self-deprecating. It's possible. Um, precise six to eight months. Yeah. I because Mars and Earth's but orbits are but, perfectly circular. But that's like a, just a drone, though. To actually get a person No, there. no. For, this is for a person. This is for a person. They're talking about the uh, manned space travel to Mars mission where they're actually going to have to stay there, which is really fucked up. These people are going to, it's going to take uh, about six months to get there. Dude, do you realize the fucking balls <laughs> that that takes? Unbelievable I'm, I'm going to another fucking planet. Forever. And what, what, once you break the Earth's gravitational pull, what is stopping you from missing Mars when that fucker comes around? Calculations. I know that, but I mean, I'm saying if those things are off. Yeah, they never are, though. Jerry, speed up! Speed up! You're going to miss it! Fuck! Can you go buy it? <laughs> now you're heading towards fucking, what's the next one? Saturn? Jupiter? They're pretty good at figuring <laughs> Mercury, out. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, <laughs> Jupiter, Saturn. Uh, yeah. Neptune, Uranus. Uh, Uranus. Pluto. Oh, it's not fucking planet anymore. They're bringing it back, though, right? No. Where'd you hear that? I heard recently that they're considering bringing it back as a planet. Did you hear that or did you actually read that on a website? This is how they should promote that. They should have like the, when they bring Pluto back, they should have the scientists (laughs) dressed in like bell bottoms and shit with like the the fucking Travolta thing, you know? Like they're bringing back like disco or some shit. Oh God. No? No. We're bringing it back. (laughs) We're bringing it back. Come on, man. I was, I thought you were going to say they would dress up like Pluto. no, that's two on the fucking nose. Two on the nose. <laughs> you know, you know what I hate. You know what I hate in a in a in a joke writer room <clears throat> is like that's a hat on a hat. Ah. That's a hat on a hat when you have like a joke within a joke. Right. Like it's like say say whatever the joke is. You fall off the fucking chair and then you want to add another layer to it. They go that's that's a hat on a hat, and it's just like so what. If it's still, but they don't understand like taglines. If it's still funny, if it's funny still, it's funny. But if it's not funny, it's not funny. No, it's if like you, if you a have a hat, a hat, if that's hat on a hat, how come I can't look at the other fucking hat the next time I watch it? Because I didn't even notice it. If you have a hat on a hat and the hat's funny, it's funny. That's what I think. Yeah. I think but funny you're a comic. Pl- like they're acting like funny plus funny equals not funny. I think that, how, does, how, does that, how does that work? I think that's just a lack of 
it's just a, the the different mentality that a comic has versus I mean, there's definitely like a place you can go where it's not funny anymore or you've added too many jokes or you ruin the original joke but yeah, i think I uh, writers have a different perspective you know and granted they write for a living and i don't so they... yeah but they're i just think their perspective is a scene as opposed to your perspective which is like stand up you know looking at it stand up wise no i'm looking at it i'm hilarious. looking at it like this is going to yeah i i just think it's fucking funny yeah that, I think as many layers as you can add to it, it just keeps getting funnier. And then if people don't even get it, that's fucking funny. <laughs> like, why would you even sit there? Why would you fucking sit there and make that goddamn rule? I mean, I guess, you know, I'm going against all these successful shows. So, whatever. Yeah, I just think there's a different style of writing, too. Don't you think? There's a different style the way, like, you write for stand-up and the way you write or you would write for a television show. It's just a different kind of I, writing. I barely know what I'm talking about ever so um i just maybe i'm just frustrated of pitching jokes and then somebody going eh, that's a hat on a hat i like a hat on a hat well see that's why i'm i'm telling you a guy like you your best shit is you just being you without anybody that you have to pitch it to because you know you Listen, have a very a year from now when i show up with the six episodes of f is for funny I think you're gonna you're gonna have yeah, but you're, you're talking you're, about a cartoon. I'm say, always 100 percent for cartoons. Don't you belittle my fucking show. I love it. Animated, whatever you call it, it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at like the most innovative, dangerous comedy on TV ever, it's South Park because they can get away with anything. Ah, oh, dude, those guys they've done the best social commentary for like 17 years. They don't get the credit they deserve. Yeah, not even close. They're animals. They're the best. They're, and they're they're so innovative they're just constantly coming up with new shit like every the week the genius is the for their social commentary is because how simplistic the animation is yeah that those guys are like but they can just churn them out but like how finished and polished it is yeah as a brand new joke coming right out of the gate the first time they air it where they just they just fucking nail it yeah. Um, I think it's going to, you know, they're for, for whatever reason, I feel like they're going to have to do it for 30 years and then tell people that they're leaving before they're finally going to just acknowledge, you know, they're going to get the, the fucking Mark Twain award and all that stupid shit that you're supposed to get. Well, they get acknowledgement just by everybody loving them. I mean, their show is, they, they, they have to pretty much total autonomy over at Comedy Central. They kind of get away with whatever they want. I mean, they can... They could pull off shit on their show that no one could ever pull off on another yeah, show. I just don't think people give them enough credit. Yeah. I'm not going to change that argument, show. I'm with you. I don't think they give them enough credit either. But either way, it's, they can do so much because it's a cartoon and their characters never get old. They don't have to worry about their character like JJ from Good Times. That shit wouldn't have been funny if he was 80. You know? Yeah, their stuff is... <laughs> Dynamite! Will you shut the fuck up? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, they... Uh... JJ from Good Times. Where did I pull that one out of my... Well, now that you brought up South Park, I don't think it's going to be that funny, but I think it's going to be amusing. It's going to be an amusing show. Your show? Yes. What's it based on? Uh, childhood stories. Oh, your childhood stories. Yeah. Well, basically everybody in the writer's room at that point. Oh. So I just got sick of people groaning about my childhood stories. Comedy. I was like, well, what if I fucking animate them? Now what are you going to groan at? Wow, did I, that get anim, back at everybody, did though? That animated, yeah, it's fucking annoying. Why are you going to Indianapolis, Bill? It's <laughs> No, it's fucking annoying. That should be Just a t-shirt that, that you sell. I know. I watched that, that story that you told last time you were on the podcast about the guy next to you on the airplane. Oh, yeah. Questioning yeah, you nuts. about going to Indianapolis. 
I watched that. My, right my most, the one of the most fun I ever had on a flight was when he said, <laughs> "I'm going to push this button." And as we're taxiing down, um, taxiing over to where we're going to take off, and I was, I was just, "All right, let's let's see what happens." And he was sitting there <laughs> reaching for the fucking thing, and I'm just sitting there, "All right, let's see, let's see what happens." Go ahead, push the button. So this um, this animated show that you wrote, who did you uh, do it with? Did you do it all by yourself, or did you no, bring no, it to somebody? I did it with uh, Mike Price from The Simpsons. Oh, great! Yeah, who's just a fucking force. Mm-hmm. And he put up, he put together this murderous row of uh, a writing room, and um, and then the produce the production company is uh, um, Wild West, which is Vince Vaughn's company, and that's how the whole thing. Like I was just going to make little five minute vignettes, and. Um, put them on my website and then uh i don't know i don't know what happened i i I, steve byrne i opened for him or something like that we were working together or some shit and vince was there saw my act wanted to see me uh hey come in and take a general and i had no idea no ideas no nothing and it was literally i just took a general like we like you if you ever have anything you know took a general meeting yeah 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 general meeting yeah and i was just walking out and as i walked out i was like you know i kind of got this idea for a cartoon and they wanted to do one they wait a minute sit down and three fucking years later, wow, we are one year away from it coming out. I mean, it just works slowly, slowly. And the the what is the hardest no, no, part about nobody it? was didn't want nobody wanted the idea and everything, and the whole thing was dead in the water. And then Vince was the guy who was like, "Let's go over to Netflix," and you know that guy's an animal, man. He's in there in the fucking pitch meeting, selling this fucking thing, and and then Netflix was like ridiculously supportive. They're like, you know, do whatever you want. Netflix push is doing further, some wild push shit. Push it further, dude. push it further, yeah. Do you see the ad for uh, Marco Polo? Mm-mm. Marco Polo's a new series that uh that Netflix is doing on Marco Polo and Genghis Khan. It's like this huge fucking epic series that they're doing. That's you know, cool. They have that Orange is the New Black, they're doing stand-up comedy specials. Like they're becoming like a a real legitimate network right before our eyes. They're beyond that. Yeah. Because they're international and they are so ahead of the game that all you're going to see is just people trying to rip off their business model is what's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's the usual thing. Like, what are these guys doing? Oh, they're not going to fucking blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, okay, all right. And then then, you, then the next thing you know, you become the person. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, that's the way you do it. Monkey see, monkey do. And then I just think people will try to rip off what they're going to do. But they, they're at the, uh, you know, they're on point. So, yeah. So they're cutting their way through the jungle so they're still going to be out in front of everybody so i think it's going to be very hard for uh i don't know maybe the fourth person who tries to rip it off there might be room for two other people to try to rip off what they're doing you know what i mean and then you have like three like abc nbc cbs of international television well what they're doing that's unique is that they're taking the money and they're making their own shit that's the big thing and yeah. they've been doing it for, I did my comedy special with them in 2005 mm-hmm. that was originally on Netflix and then it got sold to Showtime. <clears throat> but they were, even back then, I mean, that's nine fucking years ago, they were taking chances and funding comedy specials. And now yeah. they're doing real originals, that Kevin Spacey show, that um, House of Cards, House of Cards yeah. you know, they're doing- Bull Jack uh, Horseman, yeah. animated show oh, that's been show. killing it. Yeah. Um, and your show, they're doing a lot of Chelsea Peretti. Her stand-up is on Netflix. Her new show, um, I think um, Chelsea Handler doesn't she have like a she whole has a talk series? Show. A talk coming? show, yeah. She left her talk show, as far as I know, on uh, E. I think it was uh-huh. on E to go do a talk show on Netflix. She left the E Network. 
yeah. to go to Netflix. That's like, that would not, she, I mean, I want to speak for her, but I don't think that move gets made two, three years ago. It just no. shows you how quickly it changes. Yeah, You'd be like, wait changing. a minute, but I'm on, I'm on television. She's got so much fucking money, though. She probably doesn't give a fuck. You know, I mean, she, she's- Can a, you make that much money on oh, E? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's got a lot oh, of money, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Howard Stern is Johnny. She's a very well. She's also. It's not just that. It's books. She saw a lot of books. You know, she's in that stage too, where she has like this giant amount of fans that could just follow her anywhere she goes. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't get like how how, how do you like uh, how do you have a TV show and write a fucking book? I don't know. I and mean, do stand up constantly. That, that, yeah. I mean, she does. She does a lot of shit. She's just constantly working. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm I'm never going to be that busy. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, I'm too busy right now. I think uh, there's a certain level of busy where you just like you can coast. You could like keep it keep the fire burning at the certain temperature, certain RPMs. But it goes up and down. When it goes up, I would think like, just having a TV a show hot. and trying to keep that thing on the rails and have just prevent someone from coming in and fucking it up. Yeah, would be uh, would be hard enough. That's a big thing, preventing someone from coming in and fucking it up. Right. Because that's a real issue. Someone could definitely come in and fuck it up. Yeah, because they want credit. So yeah. They got, they got, you have to implement something that I said. Uh -huh. I don't get, that's all negative shit. I want to get into that. Uh, I, I, I had a good just time. Just try to whitewash all that. No, no, that hasn't happened to saying. me. It hasn't happened to me, but I just, I don't want to get into this. It's an old fucking conversation that uh, yeah. everybody knows it. That's, that's what, it, that happens in every fucking business. You know, look at the Geek Squad. That was a great thing. And then Best Buy was like, oh, how dare you make money without us? And then they fucking absorbed it. Nobody uses this shit What was shit the anymore. Geek Squad before Geek Best Squad Buy was, had it? It was just a bunch of nerds who would fucking, it's like Uber. They said they were running around fixing your computers. And they dressed like nerds, like with the black ties and the white fucking and then short Best sleeve buy shirt. Them. And then they bought them. And I've never seen it. It was cool. They showed up. It was funny. They were like embracing being nerds. It's like 10 years ago. They had the, haven't had fucking glasses. And they came over and they just fixed your shit. And it kind of had like this spy vibe to it, Geek Squad, and they showed up dressed like nerds, but also kind of like a little Pulp Fiction-esque, except without the jacket. And it was, uh, it was fucking cool. I wasn't aware of them back then. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. They drove around in little Beatles. Yeah. Did, were you aware of them? Oh, yeah. Before Best Buy bought them? Yeah. Maybe I could, I wasn't, I could I use I them right now. My fucking laptop died. What happened? Do you use a Mac laptop? Or are you one of those what guys happened? that I got frustrated. Apple? Honestly, I got frustrated and I slammed it shut. Was it an Apple laptop or a Windows laptop? Apple. See, I would think you might be one of those guys that goes, you know what? I'm fucking sick of all this Apple shit. Everybody uses Apple. I'm going to go Windows. I no, can see I, you being no. that guy. No, what I do is I just, uh, I keep computers forever. And I keep iPhones forever. I'm always at least two numbers behind whatever everybody else has. Why do you do that? Because when I say hello, the person can hear me. What does that mean? <laughs> it means I. It means I don't need a new fucking phone. Oh, okay. So it's. I can fine. already take it's video. Good. I don't even need the. I want I don't, you to I don't gaze, need Bill, at this glorious screen. Look how beautiful. Dude, look how big that stupid yeah. ass fucking thing is. Oh, how dare you! First of all, <laughs> first of all, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, the camera on this thing is fucking substantial. Dude, you gotta see the new camera on the iPhone six. That's what I'm saying. When I point that at my dick. Dude, you can hey, see the that. fucking helmet. It's a great goddamn picture. A picture of Joey Diaz. It's oh, great. Yeah. It's a great goddamn picture. It's too clear. 
It's fantastically clear. Look how good that is. Yeah, it it's doesn't. Huge. Joey does not look like that in real life. <laughs> you've, you've, technology has gone beyond what you've seen. But young Bill Burr, he what does look like that. Huh? He does look like that. No, I'm just. You just uh, you're look, looking listen, at him at a I, little I, I'm tiny. Not, I'm not going to try to talk you out of your phone. You obviously love it. Good for you. I'm happy you. for you. I'm how dare you? you? You made me feel bad about my purchase. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Bill, I remember like a couple of years ago you were still using MapQuest. Do you still use MapQuest or do you do No, I use I use the one that's on that that thing, but the uh, the one that's on you know your what phone, I hate? you mean? You know what I hate? I hate like the fucking recycled jokes on the internet and people like someone would be like, "Was this film with a potato?" for like the 9 millionth time you're going to write that and be like, "Can you just pick a different vegetable?" Can you I've, try to at least a little bit original? I do not believe I've ever heard someone ask. <laughs> you, you, I know this you is have. This film with a potato. Yeah, it's fucking. It's like this recycle. Wait, what? Like those Wait, hacky what? fucking yeah. those Twitter memes. jokes. Said no one ever. It's like these fucking like it's like Mad Libs. That's true. Said yeah. no one ever is yes. uh, pretty common, but effective if used properly. Like I reserve the right to use said no one ever if I fucking have to. If it's right there, <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I would, I would definitely, you, you drop a few notches. I would drop a few notches in your estimation. From, from the, I'm looking from, to drop from, a few from, notches from the stratosphere that I have you in. I like to build myself back up. I like to fail a little. Just... Nah, once you drop a certain point, you're dead to me. Well, if you said, I'll take that into consideration. If you said, but... wait, wait, what? Wait, and what? said no one ever <laughs> within two hours. If I got two uh... of those tweets from you i would uh well when people say really stupid shit like, i just don't like hacky comedy including all the people who are now going to watch this and then tweet that to me and they just think it's absolutely fucking genius <laughs> and not realize that like nine thousand people had the exact same idea that water cooler jokes you know those fucking just right yeah hey, you know me you know about the shit that colin quinn makes fun of those fucking hacks <laughs> colin quinn he's yeah, the well, best at it because people don't even know he's joking like you know like one of the beautiful things about knowing colin and then knowing his <laughs> tweets is that some people are reading his tweets and they might not get it at all. They might remember, think. Do you remember the Colin Quinn show he had on NBC? He had one of the greatest fucking sketches, and it, it was, was like it was so much fun. It was like office humor, and I remember Bobby Kelly's was the funniest one. It was the high five guy at the <laughs> office, <laughs> and Bobby just comes walking by. And he's just like, "Dude, got that new jet ski," and he fucking he like just puts his hand up, and you have to high five. And fuck it. Even the way he high-fived was hilarious. Mine was somehow, I went up to Greer Barnes. Not Greer Barnes. I went up to Godfrey and, and, and said some really white shit to him as Greer Barnes was standing there delivering a package. Like, dude, hey, he took a recommendation. Something like, Godsford's, Godsford's Park was hilarious. Some really stupid white movie. And then Greer's sitting there looking at Godfrey like he's a fucking sellout or whatever. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> butchering this. But it just totally tapped into like, when you work in those fucking offices, the amount of, like, there's like six jokes and they all just keep telling them. That was in, um... Not like those are the only jokes, but there's like six jokes that you can just always get count on. At an office. count on for a, for a laugh. What was, that was on NBC, right? For how many episodes did Colin's show last? It was sort First of a season, right? Only one season, like six episodes. Yeah, and it, like, it a was lot like of people were liking it. It was like what tough, it was just on the Raw Network. It was what, what tough crowd became because he also had this thing where... Uh, Patrice and Norton and all them would be sitting down and just in different areas. It was actually shot really cool. And uh, they would just be talking about topics. So he had like a live thing. He had these sketches thing. It was a fucking great show. It's a great show. He's a funny dude, man. I when I did Tough Crowd, I got to see him warm the crowd up. You know, he does stand up before it, and I yeah. was like, I forgot how fucking funny Colin Quinn is. He's really fucking funny, really good. Yeah, 
The best was when he first got on Twitter. If you followed him early, and and nobody knew what the fuck he was doing. Are you doing gang signs over there? Oh no, I was just doing three episodes. <laughs> it looks like three episodes. When he first got on Twitter, and and so many people didn't know what he was doing, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. They still don't. Every Some day, people don't. still don't. But he's you like, you know, know Ze- Zeppelin's such an underrated band. It's just a shame they never had a hit. He would do that, and people are like, what the fuck? It was like all capitals. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, when you do that, you're trolling like dumb high school kids. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I think it. a lot of adults were, were falling for that too. Oh, and uh, when sad. he would talk about how famous he is and how uh, who the fuck somebody stepped down and something like I don't know. He he always he's always good for a fucking. He's a funny fucking comic, man. Yeah. Like watching him do stand up, like you really get to appreciate it. I think even live, he's one of those guys you really want to see alive. Like when you see him, like even in film, it's like you're missing something. You're missing some half half of the yeah. canard. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. That show should have never been canceled. If they're smart, yeah. they'd bring back Tough Crowd. Tough Crowd was a fucking great idea. It was a great show. Dude, speaking of that, how weird is it? There's two shows that have come back. That is the comeback came back with uh, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, which right. was a great show. It was just sort of ahead of its time. But the weirdest fucking thing I ever saw was. When Arsenio show came back, yeah. dude, he came back with the same fucking haircut. Yep. He maybe looked ten days older, and then had the same guests. It and it was just and it was like twenty years never went by. It was it was like uh, it's only one of the few times I ever wish that I did like hallucinogens because I was just like this is it was blowing my mind. It blew my fucking mind. He had I think he had like Dyson or Eddie or or somebody, and it was just like. I felt like I was like 24 again and I was just starting out as a comic when I used to watch it going, if I, if I get to do stand-up on this, how am I going to... How am I going to navigate? How am I going to cross over to this crowd? And <laughs> You know, I don't know. It was just uh, you, you bizarre. Know, they took over his social media accounts when they did that show. Who? Like he's... Arsenio. He's Why? Because he was being too edgy? No, no. That's what they do. That's what they do now on a lot of shows. They demand to take over your social media and they start tweeting for you. How crazy is that? That's like he told me that signing, like, I'm over, trying, yeah. signing over power of attorney in like an uh, 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 exactly. cyber, cyberspace kind of way. They're exactly, like, they're like signing their name, your name. Yeah, he was trying to get his Facebook back and his Twitter back, and I was like, "What?" He was telling me he was telling me this at the ice house, and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" They made you. He goes, "I didn't want to initially, but I said, you know what? I'm going to be so busy with the show. Fuck it, let them do it. Now I'm trying to get it back. I'm like, oh my god, they just take over your account." Yeah, but if you let him, you just say no. Exactly. No. You, but you got to be willing to say no. And it, it might be a deal breaker. He's Arsenio. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, guys but, came to me. Yeah, but they, you know, if they're thinking that people want to, they want to be b- b- ball players, you know, hey, you know, we're willing to work with you. Like, we want to make no, the I show No, I think that's a, that's a sue thing. They don't want to get sued by you saying something fucking nuts. And then, I mean, if you read the guy's interviews, Arsenio's interviews are always great because he doesn't give a shit, and he just kind of says what he's saying. So they're looking at like, does he? Yes, says wild shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I just he's honest, which does not work when you got to sell toothpaste and fucking cars and all that shit in between the comedy. So I think that that's that's why. Look, having never gotten a show on the air, Joe. This is what I feel is going on <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, McGuire, <laughs> you know, Chris McGuire was the head writer. Oh, on, on uh... yeah, he was a head writer over there. So he, you know, 
he told me it was a struggle from the beginning. But it was also that they were trying to do the same show. They were trying to do the exact same show that they did in the 1990s, which is really strange. Because Arsenio's a likable guy. I mean, people love him. It seems like if you found the right vehicle for him, he would be a great talk show host. People, he's a genuinely friendly, likable guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was. It looked like the exact same fucking show, and I felt like did did I just like miss that this thing was still going on? And then he had all these guests from back then. I think that that like I think the whole thing could have. Uh, I don't know. If he, I don't know. I don't. I just when I just saw when I would put it on when it first started. Maybe he just did that the first week. Uh no, no. He kept doing that. He kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They they kind of that's what they did. I mean, it might have altered a little bit, but that was essentially a show. It's hard to do those fucking shows, man. I can never, I can never host a talk show. No fucking way. Well, you you don't get to choose your guests. You know, like people equate a podcast to a talk show sometimes. But the thing about a podcast is, you know, I I like you. Like I want, I wanted to talk to you today. I texted you, you too, man. I like you, man. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to pretend. It's like if you were some guy that I didn't know that was in here that was pitching something I didn't give a fuck about. But the network. Oh, now my stories you. are dying, and then you got to save them. Oh, those are the worst, right? And someone would have to jump in. Well, no, I, I, right, I, I feel I feel bad for uh, when when I see a talk show host and has a guest where they're off or their mm-hmm. their uh, stories aren't working. Because you see him, you see him like glancing down at the card, and then they, they gotta like. Well, Letterman's the best at that. They, they gotta, because he'll just uh, openly mock the situation. He'll just openly mock you if it goes wrong like that. I know. <laughs> uh, but he'll, he'll, just, he'll just let you sit in it, going, "Okay, yeah." Uh-huh. Do you right. remember Bill Hicks' bit on Leno? Oh, the Dorito thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the whole thing about having Joey Lawrence on the show and asking Joey Lawrence if he has a girlfriend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and Joey says no. Well, yes. Well, she thinks so. <laughs> right. And he pulls a gun out of his drawer and fucking blows his brains out and his his brains splatter on the wall in the form of an NBC peacock because he's a company man to the bitter end. <laughs> Jesus, dude, that was word for word. <laughs> no, I did. I forgot all the part about him uh, changing clips. <laughs> his, his, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he pulls out an Uzi and he suck out an Uzi and he's spraying bullets through his head and he changes clips. and. <laughs> Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> it's fucking hard gig. Leno loves doing that show that he does now because of that. He does that car show online, Jay's Garage. I watch. I go on that all the time. It's I love that. Fucking great. Thing. Yeah. His fucking car collection is insane. It's and insane. It's, and, and it's all like he's got great taste in cars. Then he's got these fucking cars, like those ones where you got like two shifters and shit. Yeah. He's got goggles on and stuff. But <laughs> um, he had one a car recently that I, I, I of course forget it. I got obsessed with it. If you want to look it up, he did, it was an early uh, 70s Datsun, I think 510. And um, they're just the coolest fucking cars if, if you uh, if you put like a new engine in the suspension and everything. Because it's like, it's like the classic American sedan, but the miniature like uh, uh, Asian version of them. Uh-huh. And uh, let's see, can you get a picture of it before I just stammer into <laughs> a fucking complete black hole here on this thing? Yeah, yeah. That's the car. Oh, That's so they such did... a fucking badass car, man. Oh, so they did like a resto, a resto mod version of an old. It's an old Datsun. It's like a Datsun five ten or something like wow. that, dude. It's got that little fucking the Hurst shifter on it, man. It just looks so much fucking fun to drive because my brother had a uh, 
The smoothest shifting car I ever drove. He had like an 81 Toyota Tercel. And when you were changing gears in that fucking thing, it just was like butter. And it was this piece of shit. And it was, I just couldn't understand. That was, at, that was a really bad time for American cars where they were deliberately making them to shit the bed at 60,000 miles so you would get this perpetual car payment. At least that's the conspiracy theory of it. And all of these fucking uh, Toyota cars. That dude, remember that when they started coming out and the speedometer only went up to 80 miles an hour? Yeah. And everything. They didn't want you to speed. And all, all the gas crisis and all that. And the Mustang became the Mustang too. Yeah. It became a car like Farrah Fawcett drove on Charlie's Angels. It was a, such a hunk of shit. It went from being one of the most badass American muscle cars ever to a, just a total plastic, shitty shape, ugly. They made them ugly, too. In, within like five to seven years. Yeah. It, it became just an absolute... Uh, and all of... There was so many of those held over like uh, muscle car names that just became like a shell of themselves. Yeah. Like the Cougar ended up becoming this big, fat-ass... Yeah, fucking two-door like sedan like was sort of the poor man's like Lincoln Continental or something um, but and whatever he, but his his collection of cars is just fu is fucking incredible and just his knowledge of them it's, it's really cool well he's really passionate about it it just shows you when you get a guy doing something that he actually likes to do like Jay Leno loves cars it becomes an amazing show when you have him host a Tonight Show you're like he doesn't give a fuck about Joey Lawrence's TV show he doesn't. Yeah. So I always looked pretend. at it like he's he's trying to, uh, he's you know he's making some money, yeah, and he's gonna go buy some cars. Now, when I was a younger <laughs> comic, I used to judge him and be like, "Oh, this fucking bullshit!" You know, back when I thought I was, you know, I should be wearing a leather jacket on stage, you know, like I was saying anything. <laughs> but now that I've gotten older, I'm like, nah, fuck. He's doing his show the way he wants to do his show, and then he wants to go buy some cars. Yeah, he wanted to make some money, made some money. The, apparently, the, the the word has always been that he doesn't even spend his Tonight Show money, that he spends only his stand-up comedy money. That's where he gets all everything, and then the Tonight Show money all just went into the bank. Ugh. Can you imagine if the dollar collapses? Poor you got, bastard. You got all that money. Like, I don't understand having that all in the bank when you're, your account is insured up to, like, fucking two, three hundred grand. Yeah, it's not smart. And then it's also, it is until it isn't. Well, who knows what all in the bank means, though. He might have investments. He might have put it in bonds and mutuals and all that shit. Dude, you got to convert it into, to what? into cash. Gold. Stuff it in your fucking walls and then just, or some of it in gold. <laughs> and then you just got to pray. Dude, like, having all of that fucking money and trying to not. What was that book you read? When you were in like fifth grade, about the guy who catches the big fish and then he's bringing it into this into into inland, and all those fish are taking a bite out of it, and by the end he's just left with the skeleton. That's what it's like having a, a ton of fucking cash. Everybody's just gonna fucking descend on you. You know your counting bills. All of a sudden, two plus two equals four is way much fucking more difficult. They got to charge you nine million dollars more for your fucking taxes. Why? Why? Because I have it. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, that's what they do. And all of a sudden, everything becomes a big fucking problem. So you just advocate spending it all as soon as it comes I in? I advocate getting to a certain level of success, getting a machete in a pit bull, and sitting on your cash. You have it right <laughs> laid out in the living room. You just sit on a mound of it, and you order food. <laughs> and have it delivered? And have it delivered, and, and you never peel, leave. Peel bills off the no, pile I to have pay no, for it? I have no... Uh, my... my uh, Whatever. Investment society, portfolio. Society going to shit. My, uh, my plan is I just embrace the fact that you can only kill me once. That's it. I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to survive that. All you right? hope. But what if it's like Groundhog Day? Keep dying. Like that new Tom Cruise movie. 
the edge of tomorrow. He dies over and over. Spoiler alert. Well, then I would just get a gun. And then? I would just walk around like this, and I'd wait for the awful death to come, and then I'd go like that. <laughs> over. <clears throat> I like how you thought this through. Over. You made a lot of really good points. You know, I learned it buying, <laughs> buying an old house. Yeah. Oh, are you going to be the guy who lays in a shallow grave and waits for people to attack your food supply, and then you sit up like a zombie? Me? No. I'll be more clever than that. I'll probably set up a fake civilization and then be outside of that civilization, the real civilization. Like, so people uh, will come in to raid and then fucking launch down on them. These are just words. Fire. These are what I'm words. saying? Yeah, it's just words. Listen, I, I've planned this out. No. If, if the <laughs> shit hits the fan, I hope the, I'm where the fan explodes. Like, That's what I think, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, if Yellowstone blows and we wind up living in some sort of a perpetual nuclear winter for the next hundred years... I hope the lava lands on my fucking head. I don't, I don't want to be one of those Absolutely. hard scrabble people out there in Antarctica trying to eat seals and stay alive. Nope. Reinvent the wheel. No, I don't. Fuck I that. Because what you're going to do, then what are you going to do? Yeah. That's like civilization went through a divorce, right? And they're the guy that gets like the flop house. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just going to, you're never going to build it back up in your lifetime. So why not leave... With a flat screen TV, watching MMA shit, whatever you want to fucking watch, and then the I used to do a bit about that. Just when that Korean, that little fatty there over in Korea was talking about how he's going to shoot a fucking warhead, and I was nervous until he said L.A. and I was like, "Perfect, dude, right at my fucking giant forehead." I don't even want. I don't even want to know. Just hear that whistling sound. Like, what is that? Somebody watching Bugs Bunny? What is that whistling sound? And then it just fucking lands right on my house, and then that's it. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy who s barely survives and has kids and then dies while your kids are like standing over you and they're eight and you know they can't live on their own. You're, you're, you're fucking, you're dying in front of their eyes. Like, you don't want to be that guy. And you don't, you also have to take into consideration that even if the human race survives, eventually it won't. Whether it's a million or a billion years from now, eventually the earth will no longer be able to sustain life because the sun will burn out. So, like, well, that's it's not going to last lifetime. forever. I'm just talking exactly. about, like, some our lifetime. If some bullshit happens, I don't want to go back into the world where, like, boils and shit and warts <clears throat> on the end of your nose are an issue now because there's no more CVSs and shit, whatever the Benadryl or crap you'd put on it. And then everybody starts looking like a witch, or like they live under a fucking bridge. <laughs> what the fuck do you know that's ever gotten a wart on their nose? No, what I'm saying, well, back in the day. <laughs> so even, CVS keeps back, us from getting warts on their nose. Yeah. That's another quote they're going to take out w of yours. Compound W is gone. Compound W is gone. Dollar collapses and all of that shit. Everything stops being made. It's done. Then your you best need... bet is you fucking go down to CVS and you raid all those drugs. That's what you do when you take some bread. And you leave, right? And you just start pouring them in between the pieces of the bread. And you fucking eat them like a Captain Crunch sandwich. In, uh, <laughs> All the drugs. In uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea either. I'm, None I'm... of them's a good idea. <laughs> Nobody has a good idea. The only people who are okay uh, would be if you joined Blackwater, where they actually have like a fortress. They're the ones who are really ready. My favorite one is when you watch those doomsday preppers and they're basically reading through their playbook. That's how I had that shallow grave. Like this guy was, what I'm going to do is I'm going to surrender my property and let them infiltrate it and then I'll fucking come around. And he's like showing like where he's going to hide. And like then he's going to be on a spring, like one of those Murphy beds. He rises up. <laughs> no, the craftmatic. <laughs> craftmatic, you bring your legs in. <laughs> it's too slow. You want to be on one of those Murphy beds where it pops up. 
Oh, well, you're faking dead, so they don't see you in the background. It's just slowly, exactly. it's just slowly coming up. You just poing. Well, you know those go. beds? You push them. Those Three Stooges beds? They go right up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, people get stuck in them, and they get pinned against the wall. Mur they're called Murphy beds, right? Yeah, they used to, that, that was a popular thing, the safe space. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, those things would fucking, people would get stuck. You'd probably break your fucking, I bet somebody broke their fucking neck in one of those. I bet. I bet people have died the most bizarre ways. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, buddy, it's almost a quarter to four. You gotta get out of here? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going home. Wait, why are you going gonna, home, Bill? I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the traffic. Why, where are you going to Indianapolis, Bill? Try to beat the traffic. <laughs> try to try to eat healthy. And so I'm gonna come down and we do your show tonight. All right. So Bill Burr will be at the comedy store tonight. Bill Burr's special will be on Netflix this Friday, December fifth. What's it called again? I'm sorry you feel that way. The fucking the previews look awesome and I like the fact that you did it in black and white, you silly bitch. Yeah. You go, you're going old school. Next one you should do with smoke signals. Just no no more no more film. I don't I don't like HD TV. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's it's too fucking clear. <clears throat> you don't need it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your I already artistic have, I opinion. already know how I'm gonna film the next one too. And and you you, you will probably will you tell me once this is over? Probably uh in your own little passive aggressive way. I have the <laughs> iPhone six. Make fun of that too. Those are the latest fucking cameras that I use, by the way. The iPhone it, 6 cameras? It, no, for the, and it uh, is a stylized oh, okay. black and white. This is not Three Stooges black and white. And it I looks resent great. the fact that I've been on this <laughs> podcast for an hour and 45 minutes and you would do that to me. I don't give a fuck. Either it like looks, it or you don't. I'm sure I'll love it. I'm a fan. I'm a Bill Burr fan, ladies and gentlemen. I don't believe a word of it. All right. Bill Thank Burr, you for having me. B-I-L-L-B-U-R-R. -R. Thanks for being here, man. Anytime you want. Come on back. Thank you for having me, and I will see you 8.30 tonight at the Comedy Store. Yes, my friend. That's right. Thank you. The hilarious okay. Bill Burr, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, go fuck yourself. And uh, give everybody hey, thank see you for a, that, a big me hug promote and a kiss. The show. Hey, I really please, it's, it. uh, for real, go go buy it. I've been watching Bill work this material out. I saw you at the Ice House recently. Fucking hilarious set. It's a funny, oh, funny, 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 funny dude. So that's it, folks. Uh, see you soon. Bye bye. Big kiss. <laughs>